0: welcome to the 37th episode of indian markets with kr your go-to podcast for everything related to the indian markets and in this episode we're going to be talking about nifty bank nifty the gainers and the losers and of course the newly introduced q a segment and uh, this time of course since it is a weekly uh special we're going to be talking about the weekly trend also So, uh, thanks for tuning in and, uh, you know, I I hope you make it through the entire episode and yeah, let's get into it. Alright, so we're going to start with Nifty's analysis and thankfully unlike yesterday's episode or rather the previous episode, I do have my notebook in front of me, I do have all of my softwares in front of me, so I am better, better equipped this time. It won't be an unscripted one, so yes. And Nifty closing at eleven thousand three hundred and five, up seventy point five points from uh, from the previous close. And it had a two hundred point range, uh, which is more than Thursday. Again, this is something that I'd mentioned that nowadays we're actually seeing Fridays being more volatile and having larger moves compared to Thursdays. And uh, what I'd also spoken about is that it's likely to be uh, either a spinning top or a doji or something, basically longer wicks, because we haven't seen a lot of those recently. And it was a spinning top. And, uh, you know, basically, in terms of the intraday movement, it tested the other levels also. So, right off the bat, you can say that it tested uh, (laughs) 11,300 levels. Obviously, because that's where it closed. It also tested the eleven thousand two hundred levels, and since the low was eleven thousand one eighty nine, it almost sort of it tried to see if it's comfortable at that eleven one xx X level also. So any any eleven thousand one hundred level, so it sort of tested all those levels, and the high being eleven three sixty two. Of course, it did not get a chance to test that eleven thousand four hundred level. But let's be honest. Uh, that that would have been quite a massive, uh, you know, quite a massive range. So that was pretty much it in terms of the intraday movement. I mean, honestly, there really wasn't much. It just sort of that that sort of up-down fluctuation that always happens. The positive thing here and the way I read, I'm reading it is that uh, it it went back to eleven thousand one eighty-nine levels and from there it was able to bounce back to eleven thousand three hundred and five. And especially since it closed above eleven thousand three hundred, I feel that it is a positive sign. And uh, you know, especially since there were a few gaps which it has now filled, and uh, the few gaps being yesterday's open and the and day before yesterday's open. So Friday, Thursday opens, both closed in now. Uh, and uh, basically, you know, considering that, I feel it's positive. Now you might get some disturbance because my na- because my neighbors are pretty. Uh, terrible they're, they're you know doing some repair work it's supposed to be done after 4 p.m. it's 3:30 right now god knows why they're doing it some random dog is barking here so a uh, lot of issues and improving quality is definitely on my list it's it's actually one of my top priorities right now once I actually get my hardware set up well so you'll see Hopefully, much much better quality uh, in some time. But uh, yeah, anyway, without digressing much uh, from the intraday chart, now we can jump on into the daily chart, and the daily chart looks even better because we can see that there was some very strong resistance strong support, not resistance, provided by the 50 moving average line at around that 11,100, uh, 11,086, or that around that mark and from there it's pretty much uh, jumped back up. Coincidentally, that also happens to be uh, a a change in polarity and, a, and a, a Fibonacci retracement, 61.8%. So approximately from there, now it's bouncing back up. We're seeing higher highs, higher lows. And of course, that is a positive thing because that shows that it's sort of trying to get into that uptrend now. And that sort of also ties into the the close of our 11,300 so those two factors really uh, sort of make me feel that yeah you know Nifty might just continue its, uh, continue its gaining streak uh, that, it, that it has and uh, what's also positive is that it's above all of the moving averages that I track so it's above 8, it's above 20, it's above 50 and it's above 200 and uh, 200 is quite possibly one of the most difficult ones to breach. It has breached it now. So, uh, you know, that's a positive sign. So overall, you know, if you ask me, I feel it's a positive sign by NFT, and we will get into that also when we are looking at the weekly charts. But on the daily chart, I feel that, uh, you know, the next resistance that it's gonna face is at around 11,350, that's because that is another sort of uh, change in the trend change in polarity so that's one resistance uh, the next resistance is going to be obviously at today's high 11003 62 so possibly that change in polarity and the eleven thousand three sixty two levels will likely coincide and uh, the next one is going to be at around 11453 that is 23.6% fib level so uh, that might just be one of the resistances that we see. It's also where we have a doji, uh, or rather, it's also where we have a uh, have a hammer, not a doji. The doji is right above at 11,591. Uh From there, 550 is another resistance, and that's based on another, uh, you know, other resistance in the past that we are seeing. So. It has a few resistances, but how it's placed right now, it looks quite positive, especially since it's above that 11,300 mark, and that also happens to be a FIB level. So yeah, and before I actually get into the weekly chart, I'll take a quick pause because I I feel I should close the windows and everything so the audio is clearer. Alright, I'm back, hopefully uh, the audio is better now and uh, all right so those were basically the resistances that we dealt with now speaking about supports 11300 strong support obviously psychological and uh, also in terms of the price levels it's more comfortable above 11300 as we've been seeing uh the very next resistance or rather the very next support not resistance is going to be at 11200 also a psychological level and also a change in polarity uh the next one is gonna be at eleven thousand one hundred and eighty. That is a fib level. And uh the one after that is gonna be at 11,150, which is uh which has been an important price level if you've been following this podcast for some time before it was actually above eleven thousand levels I'd mentioned that. Uh or rather before that I but before it it was uh at 11,000 levels I had mentioned that 11,150 is the level it needs to breach if it wants to show that it is positive and now that it is above 11,150 it's gonna be a support so those are some important supports for nifty on the daily chart now coming to the weekly chart that trend line that we are actually drawn uh, and this was on 19 September if you remember right before the massive massive move that we saw and uh, that trend line it still holds true to this day it's very very smooth and uh, it's actually taken support from that trend line almost from that trend line this very week and uh, looks quite interesting to me on the chart and on the weekly chart also I feel that the way it's actually placed right now it uh, does not look negative at all it's got some resistance from 20 ma but you know honestly I feel that Overcoming resistances is not an issue as long as you've got momentum and sentiments, you know positive sentiments strong momentum and uh, You know resistances are not a worry because we've been seeing uh, Nifty just absolutely demolishing all of the resistances when it has to uh, For example, the 200 ma line was just nothing for nifty when it actually wanted to move that much so I I would really not uh, Consider all these resistances a major issue. What might be a major issue is the change in polarity levels, or the dojis and the gaps, and all those are slightly more major than these regular fib levels and these moving averages in general. All right, I'm back, and the reason why I took a break is because I that that hammering sound was still there. Someone someone's trying to do some repairs or some shit, and it's damn irritating so i i had called the security to complain but now it's stopped so let's hope it does not return anyway uh weekly chart looks again positive to me it does not look negative and it's sort of uh retraced from that uh you know trend line high that we saw on 22nd and it's got higher high volumes also on this positive week so uh, you know i i honestly do not think that it's uh going to test any lower levels anymore for that long so uh 11,200 11,150 possibly but i don't i doubt that it'll test that that 11,000 level once again or go lower than 11,000 for that matter uh obviously you know this is this is just my way of looking at it this is my view on it i don't Uh, I am not sure I mean if there's some news based event that happens uh, then we may see you know a negative move but right now where it's at it seems quite comfortable here and uh, you know the next uh, the next support is going to be at 11,271 that's the fib level after that it is at uh, well it's approximately at If I can just do it, it's at 11,034 and it's also at 11,076. The thing with these uh, weekly charts is that the gap between two levels will be a bit wide because it's a weekly gap. Like you're looking at those weekly levels, not daily levels, which is why that gap might be a bit high, but don't worry, that's normal. I mean, it depends on your time frame. You can always refer to the daily levels also. Uh, in terms of the resistances, we've got a resistance at 11,565, which is where there was a turn back previously, which is where it started retracing from. And, uh, it's also a fib level. Uh, it's 23.6% fib and, uh, the next resistance is going to be at 11,770. And this is also another, uh, place where it turned back from. So those are two important levels by the looks of the weekly chart and uh, again my overall view my overall sentiment is positive for nifty and uh, purely because it's it's just it just seems that it's sort of gaining that uh, momentum and confidence back after those uh, you know after testing those sub 11000 levels sub 10800 levels so i feel it's sort of gaining that confidence back a bit and it's also the investors are becoming more decisive is the feel that i'm getting from the markets because it's consistently closing above 11300 and uh, that's definitely a good sign uh, because it shows that you know the market is a positive and b decisive so that's my view on nifty now we'll jump on to bank nifty so in terms of the bank nifty's movement uh, again uh, the intraday movement is Quite similar to nifty uh Bank nifty was twenty nine points up closing at twenty eight thousand forty two and uh yes it's again Nifty and Bank Nifty are moving in slightly different directions generally we've seen Bank Nifty showing a five to six times bigger move than Nifty but this time nifty was bigger by almost two x or possibly even more than two x uh i i will not bother with the math because it's not my forte so uh you know big big difference between bank nifty and nifty and uh, again the reason for that i feel is because uh you know the banking sector has not been that confidence inspiring scam after scam npa after npa and uncertainty 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 which is why I feel that we're seeing that difference because whenever it goes up, it just rides on that euphoria wave. Whenever it goes down, it becomes overly negative. So that's what we're seeing. However, now, now that it's actually a closer, uh, you know, finish for bank nifty and nifty and bank bank nifty in general, I feel it's, it's sort of stabilizing because it could have closed negative. Or it could have posed if if or if or it could have closed wildly positive, but it did neither. It sort of stayed in the middle, almost as if it's consolidating, and uh, I feel that's a good thing because it shows that you know it's slowly settling down, and from here it might just, uh, continue its regular trajectory, which is upwards, and uh, you know positive sign positive close always a good sign uh the thing is 200 ma resistance on the intraday chart is quite strong so i would keep my keep an eye out on that and i'll just help you with where the 200 ma is on the 10 minute chart uh, in a minute i'll just have to open it first and since i'm using the laptop it's a bit slow 200 ma is at twenty eight thousand one hundred and thirty one and it faced some resistance yesterday and today so these are going to be important levels two hundred two not two hundred and thirty one twenty eight thousand one hundred and thirty one what are you saying krunal you know every every single time i either record it on a weekend or at night i end up making such silly silly mistakes it's crazy but uh anyway you know that's just how it is sometimes. But, uh, yeah, 28,131 is going to be an important level for Bank Nifty if it breaches that, then and if it sustains that breach, it's not like if it just breaches it once, it's not you know done, it has to sustain that breach. So, that's going to be an important level 200 mo- day moving average. Now, you know, coming to the daily chart, uh, it does not look bad. I mean, honestly, uh, Bank Nifty. I feel it is now sort of stabilizing. It's now, uh, you know, sort of understanding that where it was, was quite negative. Especially when you keep in mind that Nifty was not this negative. Nifty was largely neutral or uh, sort of, you know, in two minds. But this was like, hey, no, no, I'm just going down. I'm just going to go down, nothing else. So, uh, you know, extreme moves on Bank Nifty, but now I feel that it's, gradually you know closing that uh the candle was a spinning top 61.8 percent resistance at twenty-eight thousand two hundred and thirty-one. uh but that's fine i mean if it can breach that level and it has it's it's not really a big deal to breach fib levels for bank nifty because it just powers through them it blazes through them like there's like they're nothing uh when the momentum is good and that's actually what we saw happening on uh on 9th October, also. So, I honestly do not think that it's going to be an issue to actually breach that level. What might be an issue is breaching the 200 day moving average on the daily chart, which is at 28,882. So, if we do see a close above that, then it does look promising. And if we see a sustained close above that, you know, a one time close is not going to do shit we need a proper close we need a sustained close above that uh, moving average line and then we can actually say that yeah it's, it's sort of uh, going well on the weekly chart of bank nifty uh i'll just open it up and still it looks all right nothing too negative uh we saw it retrace now it's actually at uh almost a spinning top i wouldn't really call it a proper spinning top but now it's sort of uh Kind of reversing the trend is what the chart is what the candlestick pattern looks like. Uh, it's going from a very very big negative candle to now a thinner positive candle. So it might just indicate that it's changing that trend. And you know the best way to know know if it's actually changing the trend is one week from now when we actually see a uh, you know confirmation that the trend has changed and we see a positive candle. So that's the sure short, short way of knowing whether the trend has changed and uh you know since that's not always an option i mean you know that that does not leave us with uh much opportunity or potential to make money we can also look at the support levels that it's at so if you look at january of this year last week of jan this year then you'll see that it's sort of consolidated for a bit and it's it it took support from that price level on uh, last week so that that also sort of reassures you in a way and i'm sure that it it's hitting some important fib level also because that's just how it looks like on the chart i'll i'll draw fib retracement here to help i hope it works and yes all right so it is where is it placed all right so it's just below uh, 50% level at 28,017 that can't be right it's just above that level so yes it's definitely taking support from that fib level Uh, the previous fib level where it took support from where it took some very very clean support from is 27,128 so we're seeing that support level increase, and from there it, it went back down from 23.6% level at 30,005, and then it now it's at 50%. So, you know, that can also be another retracement. Let's see. Retracements on retracements, people. Retracements on retracements. Nope, that does not work. That's fine. Uh, this retracement does work. So uh, again, I feel that it's going to be positive. Another reason why I feel it's going to be positive is because I was I was looking at some news, specifically banking news, because I really wanted to sort of add more content to this bank nifty analysis. Generally, it's just me saying that, yeah, you know, nifty moved and bank nifty moved very similarly. That's pretty much it. I did not want it. Uh, I did not want it to be that way because ultimately those are two different indices and i would preferably want some different content for both of those so this time i was actually looking at some news and uh, the finance minister and rbi governor had a talk and you know basically it it does, it does it did look reassuring for you know regular people because it shows that the government is quite proactive and rbi is also quite proactive in addressing these issues because RBI has changed the reporting reporting process or something for uh, cooperative banks. It's also reassured that, hey, you know, uh, we are sort of keeping a check on this. The finance minister has said that customer queries for uh, customer concerns, problems, queries for PMC bank uh, customers will be taken. Very seriously, so y'all don't worry about that. So you know, it does look reassuring, and because of those things, you know, because of that sort of uh, positive news or rather positive development in this thing, I feel that now those higher levels of twenty eight thousand plus twenty nine thousand thirty thousand are justified because. Uh, you know, a few months back, when we when we were seeing 31,400 and 31,200 levels, at that time, I don't think it was justified because, you know, it was almost as if it was pumped up because these scams that are coming out right now, those scams were known for quite some time. Uh, those those scams were not known at that time. They they've been just sort of uh, unearthed recently, so if it can actually be at 31,000, 30,000 levels while those scams were happening, now that everything's out and now that corrective action is being taken, it's actually far more confidence-inspiring than, you know, just being kept in the dark. It basically shows that the government and the authorities and RBI are sort of taking corrective action and they are trying to make things right. And they are trying to operate whatever... uh, You know inefficiencies are there and sort of phase them out and remove them and make it a more well oiled system in general so considering that I feel now those 30,000 levels are more justified than they've ever been Uh, and this this is actually interesting because in general the banking stocks aren't doing that great you know in fact today uh, most or rather on Friday most of the banks were not that positive But, you know, the very fact that the government is trying to take initiative, RBI is trying to take initiative, and all of these banking scams are being unearthed so that, you know, uh, corrective action can be taken on them and things can be made uh, more sort of streamlined and secure. All of that does inspire confidence. And purely because of that, I feel that those levels are justified now. So, I know I was... I almost repeated that a a bit, but, you know, I just really wanted to um, tell you all again that, hey, this is why I feel it's justified. And yeah, you know, it's almost like a contrarian view because not a lot of people would say that, hey, banking is doing great, but I feel now it's more justified than it ever was. So that's my view on uh, Bank Nifty and the banking sector in general that, I feel now is a good time to actually get into it if it actually increases. So personally, I would wait till it actually shows some decent signs. And once it does, you can jump on it, uh, is my view is. And uh, also, oh, yes, before I figure I was just looking at my notes. PNB Bank uh, has finally admitted uh, properly in public is what the report said, is what the article said, that the choksi Mehul choksi they've named him as a willful defaulter of 441 million inr sounds like a big number but it's just 41 44.1 crore and compared to you know the other kind of stuff that has happened 44.1 crore is not that big of an amount it is an amount no doubt about that but you know compared to those thousands of crores of scams 44 crores is still a bearable amount So PNB Bank, I'd be curious to see how it moves on Monday. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for Bank Nifty. Now we'll talk about the days, losers, and gainers. All right, so uh, the leader for Nifty's gainers is going to be Sipla, And I'd mentioned, I'd called it meh, actually, in one of my previous episodes. But uh, clearly it wasn't meh, 4.55% up, closing at 441 And on the weekly chart, it has filled in that gap. On the daily chart, it's an even more interesting candle. And if I switch to it, I'll try to explain it as much as I can. And it's basically, uh, it's well, it's one of the biggest ranges that we've seen from 389 to 443. So that's a, it's already like a 60 point move, 50, 60 point move. And, uh, you know, just crazy support so it basically opened uh it opened without any gaps and then from there it just fell like anything and then it took support from there and it pretty much recovered double so 2x of what it fell it kind of recovered so that does look pretty uh interesting pretty uh reassuring almost now if i actually zoom out on the daily chart this is kind of a kind of a good support level but that support level came into sort of the picture back in 2014 so i don't know i honestly before getting into supply i'd wait i'd actually see how it's moving because right now it's still at that downtrend it's still see It's still not uh breaking from that uh trend that we were seeing that general downtrend or general sideways trend that we're seeing so possibly a close above 460 490 possibly even 500 once that level is breached 500 because uh, it's a psychological level possibly after that we might consider it or rather i might consider it in general I'm avoiding because again pharma and Lot of news based shit that happens recently. Their uh, inspection report revealed that they aren't uh, sterilizing their equipment properly, which is terrible. But that's why you know I, I, I would rather not get into it at this point. The next gainer for the day is Vedanta Limited. Now, technically speaking, you know, in terms of technicals, it's a very clean bounce back. Uh, if we do a retracement from 22nd August to 26th September we can see that it was almost a clean neat 61.8% uh, bounce from 140 to now at 147 it actually jumped up above 50% also but you know in terms of uh, the fundamentals and i know i generally don't go into fundamentals uh, mainly because i don't know fundamentals properly but I'd spoken about how they are reducing their dividend growth rates and that is not a good sign for any fundamental uh, investor because in one of the models, in one of the ways of calculating a stock's intrinsic value, the dividend growth rate increase is considered and when it's not an increase, it's basically showing that the intrinsic value might fall. So fundamentally speaking, that is what vedanta limited looks like technically speaking which what this podcast is mainly for it looks interesting now if it actually uh, closes above that 150 level it is going to be a very interesting day for vedanta limited it's got a it's actually got resistance at 149 itself uh, because that's actually a gap that's there so if it actually goes above that We might see a close till I'm navigating with my left hand. So it's taking a bit of time 151. So approximately that price level is going to be interesting for Vedanta limited. So I'll keep it on my watch list, purely because of that reason. It seems that profit booking might happen because uh, my software is showing me 34,000 as the outstanding bid quantity or something. So if that happens that 34,000 is a massive amount and, you know, considering that it actually went up 4% or so, it might mean that people are already want to just book profits and leave out of the stock. So that might mean that we see a negative day for Vedanta limited on Monday. So that's that now coming to Infosys Friday, it was Infosys results and it sort of, uh, it sort of rode a very positive and euphoric uh, euphoric tide but as it turns out the results were not that great it actually had an, had a decrease in uh, you know the profit figure so definitely not a good thing but we were expecting a big move purely because it was in that uh, range bound from 782 to 800 it was just range bound between that level So we were definitely expecting a big move. And that's what it delivered. Now, I'm curious to see whether that 800 level is actually gonna be a support or if it actually closes or if it actually opens below 800 itself because of the negative result. So I'd be curious to see that. We might also see some profit booking happening because, uh, you know, The results were not that great so people might be like hey you know the price is pretty high right now let me just exit and book profit so because of that we might see some profit booking and as a result we might see the prices going down further so infosys if you are planning on entering into a trade hold tight just look at how it moves on uh, monday and if it's going strong on monday you can enter like you know midday but if it's not then you'll probably you've probably dodged a bullet If you already have uh, Infosys in your portfolio, then you really can't change anything unless it actually goes up on Monday, then it's great for you. Otherwise, it's not like, you know, if it opens on a gap down, you can exit because TCS saw that happening. TCS opened on a gap down uh, on Friday because of the results, but then it actually recovered that almost completely. So do not take hasty decisions on Infosys if you have it. Uh, the next one is going to be Tata Motors. Tata Motors international sales figures are going good, but uh, that's probably why it increased 3.85%. above 121 now, but that's not my concern. My concern is 50MA because that is the most important resistance on Tata Motors right now. And uh, it's at 122, so not too far away. We've seen it. Uh, we've seen the 50MA line being breached momentarily, but in terms of a sustained breach that's not happened so if that actually happens then you know you bet that i'm the first person who's gonna go get tata motor stock uh, you know i've i've tried to make it as unbiased as possible but uh again i'll leave you to it i mean if you do not if, if well the thing is that the market will never understand uh just how much potential Tata Motors has unless the market is into cars because if you do not know why Tata Motors has so much potential, it's probably because you haven't really researched about them that much and that's probably why we've seen such a terrible, terrible move. So, I honestly, my analysis on Tata Motors, whenever I say that it's got potential, I'm talking about the long term, I'm not talking about one, two days. So if it breaches 50MA and if it sustains a breach above 50MA, then it's a good pick. But still, you will have to keep in mind, you know, you still have to analyze it uh, or at least keep a tab on it every day or every other day because it it may just reverse from there. Uh, You know, the market, the market does not necessarily understand how valuable this is uh, or how valuable it can be. So do not go by that alone. And I know it sounds kind of odd because I am the way I am saying it, I'm going by that, but I'm not, you know. I haven't gotten into Tata Motors yet personally, so uh, do not go by that. It's got potential, it's got potential thing. Once it actually shows you a trend on the charts, then it's fine. Otherwise, do not uh, just get into it just for the heck of it. The next uh, gainer is. ONGC 2.79% up, closing at 129, Uh, it's at a support zone, it was at a support zone, now it's at a resistance zone, but it's almost as if it's retraced and bounced back from that 20th September level, so I'd be curious to see where it goes, the next one is Tata Steel again, these are some smaller, smaller gains, 2% or so, nothing really too major, uh, what I do want to cover is Ultra Cement Company because that is an interesting pick that I had uh, talked about a few episodes back and it took support from that previous level. Now it's gaining. It's almost like in an uptrend now. So I'm curious to see how that lasts uh, or how long that lasts. I feel in about 70 or so points, we should see the very first resistance. So rather than 50, 60 points, We should be see the first uh, strong resistance on Ultra Cement. So there's that. Coming to the losers of Nifty Fifty, we've got Yes Bank leading the chart, three point three percent down, closing below forty at thirty nine point six. Um, I'm curious to see if it actually uh, maintains or holds above forty tomorrow, on Monday. If it actually does, then it's great. If it doesn't, then you know it's fine. Thirty, forty rupees doesn't matter unless you have a few hundred shares or of it or a few thousand shares of it or more in which case it does matter but hopefully if you've been following this podcast you know that i don't recommend getting so many shares of yes bank if you're getting stock of if you are getting this yes bank stock get only a few or get as much as you can afford a total loss if you can afford a 1000 rupee complete loss then get stock worth 1000 rupees of yes bank if you can't, then do not get into this. It's it's purely like an experimental stock, in my opinion. It's at 8ME right now. so I'll actually give you the exact. It's just below 8 MA. It's around 1 rupee below the 8ME. So that's not exactly reassuring, but still, you know. Curious to see it actually uh, closes above 40 tomorrow. The next one is IOC. Now, this looks very interesting. In fact, it's actually a great pick, in my opinion, right now and by great pick i mean it's it's definitely i'm going to be looking at this tomorrow uh the thing with this is that it's very news-based so it might just give you wild wild moves and you might either become a millionaire overnight or you might be broke so ioc be very careful with that the next one is gail no real opinion on that next one is mahindra and mahindra again you know this is something which just keeps on going up down nothing too major now Uh, as a car enthusiast I'm curious to see what Mahindra does because I believe that their electric cars are coming soon their KUV is coming Tata has already introduced their first electric car the Tigor EV uh, for its regular people not just the fleet owner edition so I'm curious to see if Mahindra can actually uh, sort of take that market from Tata also the next one is Z-Limited, again, it's in that same sort of level zone that it's at. It's, it's just stock over there. Uh, it's got ATMA resistance, very strong ATMA resistance, so, you know, really can't help it. TCS, DCS, I told you all, you know, it closed below, It hit. sorry, it opened with a big gap down from there. It's almost recovered completely. So that, again, this is because of the result day thing, so, uh, you know. Really, nothing to talk about here tomorrow. I feel that it might uh, continue this for a day, it might just fill in that gap that was created. So, if it wants to fill that gap, it has to close above 2004. Uh, the interesting thing is that I'd mentioned that price levels of uh, 1975 or so can be expected, if not ni- 1960. TCS future closed around 1,960 if I'm right, I'll just tell you all. 1,950 and TCS spot closed 1,986 so quite close. I was actually talking about the future, I was not talking about the spot because that the future is actually what I've been uh, doing so uh, Mentally, I was, I was thinking about the future because that, that episode was completely unscripted. So I was thinking about the future that, you know, possibly in 1,975 or 1,950, 1,960. But, uh, you know, it's crazy to see how that actually worked out on both the future and the spot. So that's that. The next one is Reliance. And uh, Reliance is going to be in my watch list because of the chart pattern that it's showing right now. Crazy support from 8MA. Or rather just above 8MA from the previous change in polarity or rather the the turn back from the previous turn back. So it's gonna be on my watch list purely because of that reason. And uh, I feel that it might go up because of that tomorrow. So curious to see how that plays out. And yeah, that's pretty much it for this one. Now uh, you will <laughs> this not not for this one. Then the following segment is the QA, but I've already recorded that. So I hope you enjoy it and yes, let's get on with the q and And yeah, please let me know how you feel about that segment. Uh, I personally love it because it's a great way to actually interact outside of the market uh, movements because normally what I talk about here is just whatever happened in the market and what my views are. It's not really about general concepts. Uh, if you do want more general concepts though, I'll just shamelessly plug in my Instagram. It's at Indian Markets with KR. So, do check that out. You can request whatever you want over there. I'm generally quite uh, prompt over there. So, yes, uh, enjoy the QA. Hello, and welcome to the next
1: episode of the QA section of the Indian Markets with KR. I'm uh, Umesh, and I'm going to ask a couple of questions today to uh, Krunal about trading. So, kr your first question is uh, how many types of uh, trading uh, one can do actually in stock market or any other market
0: there are a few different types of trading the very first one as well I'll go from uh, uh, ascending order in terms of the time frame and uh, the very first one is called as scalping and uh, this is something that more advanced people use. It's not really for regular average Joe's generally. It's mainly when your trades are basically for from a few seconds long to from a few minutes long. So let's say that I'm buying uh, something right now, then I'll generally sell it within uh, either a few seconds or a few minutes. So not even the entire day. And Generally, scalping will be done multiple times throughout the day. Uh, The next one is called intraday trading. And intraday, I think it's quite possibly one of the most common and well-known instantly recognizable terms. And it's basically, you know, whatever you do within the day, within the trading day. So that's intraday. The next one is uh, positional. uh, Sorry, the next one is swing. And uh, swing trading is basically when you do it from for uh, three days, two days to maybe even one two weeks. That's swing. And I actually now now that I actually think about it, I forgot one important uh, type of trade. That's B T S T. You'll see B T S T and S T B T. Uh, a lot when you look at when you if you receive all of those call messages that buy this, buy that, BTST. What
1: well, is BTST actually? What is
0: BTST? BTST basically means buy today, sell tomorrow. So you will be buying that stock today and you will be selling that stock tomorrow. So that's what BTST means. And uh, STBT is sell today, buy, to- buy tomorrow. And uh, we'll get into that also. Why you how you can actually sell. Before buying but slightly more advanced don't bother yourself with that at this point but uh, yeah the one after that is swing and uh, swing is generally of a slightly greater time frame so basically three days two days a few weeks also sometimes and uh, you know it's it's slightly longer than intraday and btst but uh, not as long as the next type of trade which is positional and uh, positional trades are again from a few weeks to a month, sometimes a few months and uh, basically capturing a greater trend and uh, that's basically positional and after that you you get all the long term investors and these long term investors are not the sarcastic ones that I talk about. These are the ones who are actually investing for the long term so f- for a few years and uh, so on. So, yeah, those are the type of traders, trades, yeah, investors. Okay,
1: so uh, will the stock exchange allow me to do scalping and uh, intraday? And once I finish with those uh, trades, can I also do swing trade? Is there any restriction uh, about the type of trade that I can take?
0: The only restricting factor here will be your capital and your analysis.
1: Oh, okay. So I can take any number of trades that I want to during uh, a day. And uh, I can day trade, I can do scalping. And at the end of the day, I can uh, do BTST. And uh, after doing ST (coughs) the next day, I can uh, take that trade for swing and that swing trade i may be able to convert to positional and if positional then to investment i'm assuming that everywhere uh, i'm making profit and the price is going up only that that's
0: how so is that possible that's possible but you will end up paying just so much crazy crazy amounts for transaction costs so uh, unless you, you've got some wonder stock pick, which I, I hope you share with me also if you do. But uh, unless you have something like that, it's infeasible and in general, you'll end up confusing yourself more than anything. Yeah. Well, for uh, if you want the wonder stock, please get in touch with me directly
1: and I will uh, teach you how to pick the wonder stock. Right, all right then, let's come to the next part. Now, you said uh, day trading. Now, whenever I interact with people, uh, even the, you know, the aam admi, you know, who is actually not really uh, aware about trading and all that, unko bhi ye pata hai ki intraday trading karo, kyunki usmeh baut paisa milta hai. This is their understanding. and uh, you know this was my understanding as well, and this is to some extent this is still my understanding so tell me I'd, because most of the times such questions are asked by people who are actually having a full day job, maybe nine to five or uh, you know some people may be working in shift morning afternoon evening whatever it is so for them how do they trade can they do intraday trading at uh, that time what what time the markets open from when to when
0: so first i'll answer the the very first thing that you said i'll rather talk about the very first thing that you said intraday it's not a lottery ticket it's not a get rich quick scheme uh people say that you can make a ton of money but The fact is that you can also lose a ton of money in intraday. And uh, the thing is, you really have to be prepared to actually get into intraday if you want to make serious money in that. So that's the first thing that I wanted to address. Uh, Secondly, you know, yeah, it's definitely possible to trade intraday if you have a job or whatever, assuming that you can actually, uh, you are you know in reach or within reach of your phone or and your uh broking platform on your phone uh and so the market is actually open from nine fifteen to three thirty p.m mondays to fridays uh not including all the trading holidays which you can access on nse and uh you know basically it's it's very possible to trade while you are in office and uh that's actually how I started kind of last year in jet Airways getting bored uh in my internship so uh yeah i mean it's it's possible, but you need to have uh that sort of feel for intraday before you actually just jump in so if you tomorrow if you're lis- so if you're listening to this this podcast right now, if you go in tomorrow. And uh, you're like Are main, intraday main, I'll make a killing tomorrow and then you start, you log in, you buy some random stock that you think will go up and next thing you know you're down by a few uh per a few uh, thousands or you know few hundred rupees. So that's also a possibility. Rather than that, you know actually get a feel for it first. Don't don't just rush into it because it's uh, something that people say will make money. First get a feel of how it works. And then you can gradually pro, uh, sort of progress to uh, monitoring your intraday positions and your positions in general during office hours. So, uh, okay, <clears throat>
1: I understand all that. But tell me that I think uh, for those who are uh, having a fixed job, uh, they will have to ensure that uh, they teach how to trade uh, to their uh, respective bosses as well because then only they will be uh, you know not disturbed by their bosses and their boss also will be uh, able to make some money while in the office right the other thing uh, for intraday i mean when do i take the trade do i, I have to take the trade immediately after the market opens at 9:15 and 1 second or uh, you know i have to wait for some time so
0: firstly you don't need to tell your boss that you're trading. You can just take a ton of washroom breaks. <laughs> it might arouse suspicion. Just tell HR that, pet hai. <laughs> I'm sure there are no further questions. Or terms...
1: it is like, the, you know, I drink a lot of water in the morning. So I don't, I have a valid excuse.
0: Yes. So jokes apart, um, you don't need to take, a trade at the starting candle it doesn't matter sometimes it does not make sense taking a trade at the very first candle
1: price just jumps i have seen many times that and then it never comes down
0: and uh, then i have lost my money if it's not coming down that means it's going up now so you take the next bus agar pehli bus you can't if you can't catch the first train to your destination you catch the second train but at least the second train will be safer like if you look at the chart sometimes what happens is that the very first candle will shoot up and second third candles will fall down like a like, like anything basically so you that can also happen and if that happens then you will be in a very tough spot right
1: yeah, but I want to make um,
0: fast maximum
1: money. That's why, you know, I just want to jump. If I do jump, then I'll get more money. Correct?
0: No, not correct. I wish that's how it worked. If that is how it worked, then everyone would be doing this. Everyone would be a billionaire. Yeah, there's there's this thing that I had actually seen. That if you want fast, quick money, then deal in drugs or some shit because this is not how it works. Uh, and that is not advice. Don't do illegal stuff. But if you want fast money, this is not, you know, something which is like a get rich quick scheme. Again, you'll have to uh, get your analysis right and you'll have to be patient. It's not like you start trading today and then tomorrow bus Warren Buffet uh, and you are top competitors in terms of the, you know, uh, richness index or whatever there is.
1: Now, tell me one thing. Tomorrow, I now that you have told about all this intraday and all that other types of trading... And I think uh, there are two big companies whose results have already come, TCS and Infosys. So which stock should I buy tomorrow, first thing in the morning, Infosys or TCS?
0: First thing in the morning, you should meditate and reevaluate your life choices because no, that is not how we first see how both are performing. And... Uh, since this is being recorded before my regular podcast episodes, I'm actually going to talk about that in the previous ah. ones. So uh, to all the listeners, I'm sure you, you are in a better position to answer this question than I am because you will also know what uh, my views are right before this.
1: Mm, because I think uh, TCS moved very well. I mean, very well means in terms of rupees. So if I had bought say 100 uh, shares and if I had it moved 100 points, I would get 10,000 rupees on Friday. So I can get 10 15000 today. That is what I was thinking. So you cannot help me in this? The only person that can help you is you, I'm afraid. Oh no. Okay. Okay, let's go. tip don't like uh, he seems to be the right kind of fellow who does not, who teaches you how to, you know, uh, cook, but he does not serve the dish. Uh, well, good. Uh, thank you, Kronal. And uh, we will uh, be back uh, on the next episode with a couple of more questions. Okay, listeners. See you then tomorrow.
0: Bye. And as I always say, tomorrow's a trading day. Happy trading.